In the third millennium, the world changed. Climate, nations, all were in upheaval. The earth transformed into a poisonous scorched desert known as harmless phosphorescence. Everyone, this is your very own Judge Bitch Thoreau Smiley. <laughs> oh no, I accidentally watched Judge Reinhold instead. <laughs> I'm Josh CC. I'm Brian Lesh, and you're misjudging me. <laughs> I'm Alaric Weber, and I eat recycled food for a happier, healthier life. It's true. It's good for the environment, and it's okay for you. <laughs> it is. Keeps you regular. Uh, Just okay. And this is Harmless Phosphorescence. It's the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and the source material, then we tell you all about it. Um, This is our... We're kind of back to our main feed. These are our comic book movies that we deemed were not exactly superheroes, but nonetheless, we wanted to get them on the uh, list. Um... And this Super show. properties. Yes. Yeah. Um, this one. This one's a little more fascist than the others, but uh, yes. <laughs> you know, it fits. A little more right. fascist, and and perhaps they uh, perhaps something Stallone didn't realize <laughs> when making it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he missed a lot of points with this. Yeah. Um, this show is brought to you by patrons. Patrons like executive producers Atticus Burkett and eat executive producer Michael. He works out. Beckwith. That was my special request. Awesome. Uh, um, Patreon.com slash harmless entertainment is where you can go to become a patron. A dollar a month is what you need to get going there uh we of course accept more money if you'd like to add more money we will never say no to that but a buck a month's all you need we've got lots of bonus content up we do a um a, a monthly movie uh every month we just put strange brew up on the patron feed that was fun um that was a lot of fun yeah 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 um we're but- still saying hoser in my house nice oh yeah it's nice still egg. the spirit of Christmas over here. Okay. Uh, Take off. Take off. Take off, eh? Uh, and uh, we've got a bunch of backlog up there. We've got our, we did every Star Wars movie. Uh, we got a bunch of holiday shows up there. Um, there's a bunch of music shows. But this week on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are watching Judge Dredd. City, we continue to grow. 73 citizen riots. Come and get us! Throw out your weapons and prepare to be judged! Judge this! Courts adjourned. Ready? You're a legend. You are my finest student. You're under arrest. What's the charge? Murder. The evidence has been falsified. Guilty as charged. I am the law. I am the law. 
want chaos? The sentence shall be life imprisonment. I'm the chaos. Dread? Very crushing power. Excuse me. We're not together. It's not for this council to play God. Who says politics is boring? Judge Dredd. Um, oof, it was. Uh, are we the Are we the baddies? The movie, right? Like, oh my god. Uh, was, do you think? Do you think he's the law? I mean, I think he thinks he's the law. I don't think he's the law. It was every line. Oh, you know, good for you. Yeah, <laughs> a small band of rebel. Agree to disagree, Dread. <laughs> I am the lot. Dread. No, no, Dread. That's not how. That's not how you play charades. You can't say it. <laughs> yeah, no words. Yeah, you know, like you can hand motion a frock and a hammer, and we'll get it. We keep telling you, this is how we play the game. You know, you'd be so awful at parties. Like, so what do you? Charades. What do you do? I'm low. like, God fucking damn it. I knew it was that guy. Like, bring it down a notch, man. No one wants to hang out with you. We're just trying to chill. We're trying to watch the football game. Uh, yeah, this movie was released June 30th, 1995. As a running time of 96 minutes, it cost $90 million. Wow. 95 coins. Yeah. And it made $113 million. So... I'm that's sure. not much of a profit. It, yeah, it, it broke even ish. No, like, like objectively, that's okay, but no. Two point five is the general uh, uh, yeah, multiplier double, you want. Yeah, at least yeah. Um, plus marketing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I'm sure I'm sure it did fine. I'm sure it made them money in video eventually. Mm-hmm. That's the height of the blockbuster era, mid nineties. So like, I'm sure they did fine ultimately, but on the books, I'm sure they got to call it a loss. Um, well, and they had to pay the America's largest star, Rob Schneider, however much money, and, no matter yeah, however he, much he wanted. He was so in demand in 95. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he was a real get. It was, yeah. we were in the midst of like the Schneider songs. <laughs> The Schneider verse, like you said, we saw that like a demolition man, a German sandwich sauce. The Schneider sounds, Schneider (laughs) sounds, drenched in Schneider sounds. Well, I heard that this was a uh, special unedited version, the the Schneider cut. (laughs) It's there's twice as much slow motion. (laughs) That's just. Rob Schneider noir. Yeah. Still Five like, minutes of or, Rob Schneider saying, "Happy, <laughs> you can do it." You put your weed in there. He's just <laughs> repeating the same 
single line from your favorite yeah. film. Oh my god. The Stallone, the Stallonator, the Stallonensky. How the how one <laughs> joke the mid 90s SNL like sketches were. It could we make all, your career. We had nothing else to talk about. You're like, like it's hilarious. <laughs> he kept saying their names in different ways. Exactly. People complain about modern SNL, and I keep thinking about yeah, the mid '90s. Like, Opera Man's funny, oh, but not God. that funny, guys. Yeah, the, sh- <laughs> the yeah, exactly the Schneider, uh, uh, Spade, Spade, yeah, oh. Sandler, yeah, that, that that is not my era of SNL. I know. Well, some of the funniest SNL happened while those guys were on it, but they sure. weren't part of that. No, like. It- they were not yeah. and and Schneider or not Schneider um Spade seemed my entire life I I thought of him as like just a completely insufferable douche uh-huh. but like after listening to him and uh 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 what's his face um uh the Garth church lady uh, in, uh Dana Carvey Carvey, Carvey. yeah him and Carvey's yeah. podcast I'm like Spade's an all right guy he's just I, not I mean, funny I always found him uh, amusing to some degree I mean Tommy Boy's one of my yeah. favorite he needed uh, Chris Farley to be functional as a comedian I think but you know he like Rob Schneider and a few others thought that that he himself was marketable yeah and they, that we would see we'd watch anything like okay so Joe Dirt was mildly successful. That doesn't mean I want to see Dickie Robert. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah no, well, they, they thought they could be the Chevy chase or the Dan Aykroyd or the, Blue or the Star. Adam Sandler. Yeah. Well, and I think like to the, the comment about the, the quotable, the quotability, that single line, they were always given that thing to say in a stupid way. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, some other actually funny person is like taking up the, the space around them, you know, with the exception of the, like making copies thing, um, <laughs> like I don't know, it's just it's weird that that like people saw like oh people are saying the thing they said on television where they're a star and it's like no they say shit funny, that's it yeah and then there's like, cases where you take someone that's mildly brilliant if you ask me like Tim Meadows mm. and then then you try to you know bank on him in a movie which is not a bad idea but it's yeah. the ladies man yeah. Yeah. The worst movie idea for that fucking actor. God, he so steals. Yeah, he steals every scene he's in in other movies. But like, that's what we got was the lispy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. What <laughs> Anyways, you talked about Rob Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather talk about Tim Meadows and Rob Schneider. That's oh just, god, oh any absolutely. Any day. Yeah, or or Phil Hartman. He got work, but they never. You know, like what if Caveman Lawyer was a movie? You could make a ninety minute movie about that it's, oh you know, my man. god the ladies ah. man was an snl movie yeah yeah, yeah I, mean, I know yeah yeah it, not like like wayne's world and you know yeah. what i mean that was a success did sure. i i feel like i asked this already did any of you guys watch that um uh please don't destroy movie the not mountain yet, no. one? Oh yeah with the new yeah tim yeah. hurley's kid and yeah, Steve yeah, yeah. higgins's kid yeah exactly yeah at, that's arguably the first snl movie in uh, like eleven years, yeah. And Gordon, what was the last one? MacGruber. Pips. MacGruber was the last. Oh yeah. my god! I forgot yeah, I about MacGruber. MacGruber was awesome. 
I think it's funny. Yeah, I think it's stupid but funny. It it managed to. How do you how do you know he was European? He had a certain joie de vivre. I believe I saw him eating butter chocolat. (laughs) When when they're having sex in the graveyard in that movie. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. Conan O'Brien was pretty good in that. Oh yeah, yeah, Conan O'Brien was a great in the. uh, the please don't destroy movie as the dad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I, got dad I, got, I love Conan when he's doing something for somebody else. Yeah. It's because it, he's normally Conan O'Brien doing his, his own thing. Anytime well, that he, somebody's like, will you come and do this thing? He's, well, he and he's not playing a Jason Bateman type. Yeah. Dad. He's playing and, you know, he owns a bass pro shop essentially yes. <laughs> and can't stand his son. Really? <laughs> Oh, but God loves him. Call, you know, says he loves him often. <laughs> I might yeah. watch it just for him. That's great. Uh, yeah, it's worth. So, all right. Well, guys, like I said, um, <laughs> Judge Dredd was released <laughs> June thirtieth, nineteen ninety five, and I think we should play the box office top ten game. <laughs> Anything to talk about something though? besides Dredd. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> All right, 1995, June, my birth month. Yep, June 30th, 1995. Wow. You were born in 95, too. Me, too, John. <laughs> you were born in 95? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I mean, that was great to see your face, though. <laughs> like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel old yet? <laughs> All those, uh, yeah. Same. My back is killing me, my knees. Uh, let's not talk about Judge Dredd. This is attempt number seven. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here we go. The box office top ten. This is the game where I'll describe the top ten movies of the week of June thirtieth, nineteen ninety-five, and uh, uh, using for the most part the box office mojo <laughs> descriptions. And the uh, guys are going to try to guess what movie I'm describing at number ten this week. A cop and a Harlem store owner are targeted by a German terrorist in New York City where he plans to rob the Federal Reserve Building. Is this a Die Hard? It is a Die Hard. Which one is it? Is this Die Hard 3? Die Hard with a Vengeance. With a Vengeance. With a Vengeance. With a Vengeance. The second best Die Hard (laughs) for my money. Really? You think I it's better than number two? Absolutely. Motion. 100%. Like, not even Sounds a question. Sounds like a good one. Oh, I like number two, though. Number Who's two is dumb owner? fun. Number three is legitimately a really good action movie. I don't remember number three. I gotta go Who's back the shop watch? owner, the Harlem shop uh, it's, owner? Uh, 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 Jackson? Sam Jackson, yeah. Oh. Fucking good. It's Bruce oh. Willis and Sam Jackson like, <laughs> like doing it together. Who's, who's in number two? Uh, it's just Bruce Willis and then like, like terrorists. There's no like. There's not a Reginald Vell Johnson stand-in. Eh, I don't remember. <laughs> Who can fill such shoes? Wasn't he? <laughs> it was. It was. It was one Stefan Urkel. Was, wasn't Reggie still in that movie? He was. Yeah. He was in that yeah. as a, but he didn't have as big of a role in the second one. Yeah. No. They brought him back along with William Sadler. <laughs> America's sweetheart William Sattler. <laughs> that one. Um, yeah, that's number ten at the box office. Number nine this week. 
A Scottish warrior leads his countrymen in a rebellion to free his homeland from the tyranny of King Edward I. Oh, Willie Wallace and Braveheart. Braveheart. Yep. They can take our our lies, Freedom. but they can't take our our anti-Semitic rants. <laughs> They'll never make us wear underwear. <laughs> Uh, at number eight this week. That was a movie that taught us about Prima Nocta. Yeah. 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 Strangely. Yeah, that and Endgame? Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Something where Tony says he's... No, it was Ultron. Oh, that's right. That's Mm. right. Uh, at number eight this week. A therapist and his daughter... Meet a ghost when they move into a crumbling mansion. Casper. Casper? Casper? (laughs) The friendly ghost. I went to a lot of movies this summer. I guess so. Never forget, Casper's a dead kid. So, the... the, the, That's why we love it. The poster for Casper, (laughs) like, has... says Casper, and then has, like, pictures of the ghosts. But then, in the background, there's just a bunch of words... (laughs) Mega ballistic, cosmic phenomenon, humongous, funky, fantastic, <laughs> evaporating flesh, disgusting, atrocious, transparent. Are those Name describing Casper or the yeah, film? Yes. Name a bunch of things that are not like Casper. Yeah, that yeah. was a mild success. That movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, All it was right. visually real well done. I mean. It worked really well. Casper made a hundred million dollars. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. When did it drop? When did it release? Uh, it released. Let's see. Uh, ooh, it was, it's been out what six weeks at this point? So, sometime in Do May. You know, it's technically in the Ghostbusters universe because Dan Aykroyd is in it oh, as yeah. a Ghostbuster. Oh, yeah! Wow. That's right. <laughs> That's technically Ghostbusters 3 then, right? Oh, well, yeah. he's just in it as a cameo type situation. Yeah. It's like m- Mouse Hunt. Like, I can't do anything about this. <laughs> this, is, this is nobody's business. <laughs> I say you should just go home. <laughs> he's a dead kid. Just get used to it. Uh, get some board games, you know. You'll be fine. <laughs> Drink be some fine. vodka out of a skull-shaped bottle. <laughs> Christina Ricci. Uh, oh, that's right. She was in that. Um, yeah, she was. Eric Idle was in it too. Yeah. Oh my God. We should do those movies. Those are comic books. Thoreau. What? The Casper? Yeah. It was on our long list. We decided not to do it. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> along I'll stop with being Rich, so eager to watch more of these. Along movies. with Rich, we swing are. back around. There was a bunch we decided dread. not to do that were on the long list of comic book movies. Casper, Richie, Rich. Like we said no well, to a bunch. But I think if we did Casper, <laughs> that opens up Richie Rich. I think that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Casper is the is the the the, the pen and the, the dike. That's the only thing holding us back from chaos. <laughs> if, if we fucking from open chaos. the Riverdale universe, it's all over. So at number seven at the box office this week, a photographer wanders into the life of housewife Francesca Johnson for four days in the 1960s. 
Yeah, is this like Mama y Tu Tambien or whatever that movie was? This stars Clint Eastwood and Meryl Streep. <laughs> so no. <laughs> oh, The Bridges of Madison County. The Bridges of Madison County. It's about a housewife having an affair with a photographer. Yeah. That's what <laughs> that movie bridge. was about. Yeah. Like bridges make her horny or something. Yeah, she's like, oh, I'm a civil engineer and all I want is a man to... Do me under the bridges, I do. Do me under, under the bridge. <laughs> Will you do me under Where the bridge? Frank Reynolds and downtown. <laughs> she keeps running into the wrong kind of guy under the bridge until it's she like, finds a that bridge like, has eggs. Yeah. eggs and jeans. Like this other bridge has Anthony Kiedis doing heroin. I don't know. <laughs> that was a bridge too far. Ah. <laughs> this third bridge. <laughs> it goes <laughs> over the river, Kwai, and there are men standing around. Sorry. At number six. <laughs> this week. Anything to talk about something that isn't Judge Dredd. Charles always did love to build bridges. <laughs> I can't believe that X-Men 3 builds up for him to make a bridge pun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that cracked me. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, that somehow we, that was know. the easiest. <laughs> yes. The easiest way to get across the bay yeah, was to true. move an entire bridge because boats aren't made of metal. <laughs> you can float on the metal in the air. Or you can literally just get on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those trouble those waters look troubled. <laughs> troubled. They were like they a need- teenager without a parental what figure. They they needed a bridge <laughs> over oh, to go God. over the troubled. Water. Troubled waters. Yes. Uh, at number six this week at the box office. When an expedition to Africa ends in disaster, a second team is assembled to find out what went wrong with the first one. Oh my god. Amy loves Pepsi. She does. Oh my god. This is the only Michael Crichton thing I haven't read or watched. Oh really? You haven't seen Congo? Congo I managed to miss Congo as a teenager. I managed to miss it as a small oh. child, and I have not oh. watched it as an adult. No, do it. Congo's have a, one of those cheaters. I, I mean, have one of those. <laughs> I've, I've, read, I've read everything that Michael Crichton has written except oh. for this. I have Literally. never read Congo, but you don't need it's to. The it's one. a magical journey into a puppet and animatronic I, super so, intelligent gorillas. I don't remember exactly why, but I'm pretty sure my mom was like, nope. You're not yeah. allowed to watch that. Maybe she was just like, that ape freaks me out. Yeah. Talking apes. No, it's like, I can't say it's like a good movie, but it's, 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 it's worth watching. For it's sure. worth. I mean, it was our, yeah, it was one of the get stoned and put on go-tos. That's one. From the beginning. That's one that we should probably eventually make a monthly movie. But anyway. I think so. I especially. I, I would love to do Michael Crichton movies. Oh, for like real. a Michael Crichton series. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, like we could do Jurassic Park. Sure. But I would love to do Jurassic Park and like Congo. Fuck. Or, start. Yeah. Andromeda Man. A- Andromeda Strain would be really fun. Too. Or Strain. Yeah. yeah. I the, the movie is one. fine. The book is incredible. Uh not airframe is the one that I'm thinking of. Or, yeah. Anyways, there's a whole bunch. Um. So, uh, at it's not dread. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> uh, 
the, the theme of the, Spear is oh, another one. Spear, yes. Uh, Congo's way oh better than God. Spear, by the way. Yeah, uh, Bruce Campbell's in Congo. A lot of people are. But yeah. yeah. Bruce Campbell is in fucking Congo? Mm-hmm. Huh? Oh, no, I it, watch it, it is now. campy Now fun. I really want to watch it. Yeah. Um, so anyways, opening at number five this week. In a dystopian future, Joseph Dredd. Let's get it over Dredd. with. Dread. Dread. <laughs> they, wait, they put his name in the trailer. Joseph Dread. <laughs> I most, forgot he. He has a first name. <laughs> right, Joe. Right. You know, old Joe. Joe Dread. Yes. That's not a nickname. His, his God-given name is Joseph Dread. Yep, Joseph yep. Dread. The most, the most famous judge. <laughs> Since Judy. Yeah. Or Alito. Or before I don't know. Judy. Yeah. <sighs> no, Judge Wapner. Yeah. That was our judge growing up. Yeah, that was 80s judge. The People's Court. At number four this week, a giant egg is unearthed at a construction site and opened, releasing a terrible villain who wreaks vengeance. Upon the man who imprisoned him millennia ago. Oh, I was gonna say an alien movie. This is a so. movie we did an entire show about. An egg. We did a whole. This was a long time ago. We did this in person. An egg? An egg. A giant egg. Yes. We did an episode about this, and then we did two more episodes about the same series. Is it this, a Superman? No, it's not a Superman. It's, oh, 1995. Yeah, no, I'm trying to say. This is a, well, we did one about a sequel to it, and we did one about a reboot. So we did three total in this oh, universe. Is this a Power Ranger? It is the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, that's, yeah, that's probably why I don't remember it. <laughs> yes. If uh, there was a trivia quiz on us, I would definitely come in third. <laughs> I don't know, Josh. I think I might have been paying less attention. <laughs> the Galaxy Quest questions would be. <laughs> we, we'd be answering questions to movies we haven't seen. I do that all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, um, at number three this week, a hero must battle. A former lawyer and Kramer versus Kramer with the help of a psychologist and a young circus acrobat. (laughs) Is this Batman 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 forever? Forever. That's right, the psychologist. Yeah. Is that where he adopts that That, twenty-five year old? That's where where thirty-five year old Val Kimmler adopts (laughs) twenty-five year old Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell, yeah. It's not what you think. They're totally just gay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's not really about adoption. It's, it's okay. About That's just our role play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at number two this week, an English soldier and the daughter of an Algonquin chief share a romance when colonists invade 17th century Virginia. Is this Pocahontas? Pocahontas? Disney's? I can't believe they made a Pocahontas movie. God, it just, every year, it just gets worse. Yeah. Yeah. That was a bad move on their part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that I think that 
single-handedly uh, did more to damage Disney's like upswing. They had been doing so well. Oh yeah, it was the first one that right. wasn't a an unadulterated one hundred percent. Everybody loved yeah. it. Hit. Since it was Little Mermaid, yeah. Yeah, it was like Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Lion it King. Was uh, Beast, Beauty, Beauty and, and the Beast? Beast? Beauty and the Beast is in there. That got nominated for Best Picture, yeah. not animated. They, they, well, I think I think this also got nominated for a whole bunch of shit, and everybody was like... Ugh. Well, yeah, it got nominated for Score, and it got nominated for Animated Best Film, because, but yeah. they created the category of Best Animated Film because of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, that yeah. was one of the first um, major CGI. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, let's be real. Did. The drawing power of Angela Lansbury yep. <laughs> is what made that film. Yeah. Oh, I saw something interesting recently is that Belle didn't know that Beast could turn into a human, so she was down to smash that. <laughs> Just as he buffalo yep. wolf thing. <laughs> yeah, what is he? I guess it's a beast. He's a beast. He's his own thing. He's a beast. He's just a beast. He's his own thing. <laughs> he's, the, he's the Hulk Hogan. You know what? I just, um, finally, I, it's been out for like 12 years, but I just um, started playing uh, The Wolf Among Us, old Telltale game. Oh, how is it? It's really good. Because I've heard about it for years, and I've heard that it's really good, and I like those Telltale It's really games. good. Al, you'd be interested in this. It's set in the Fable universe. Oh. Huh. I played Fable. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah, it's a uh, but, but the have you read the comic Fable? No. Oh, see. Yeah, oh, it's good. in that Fable universe, not the video Fables. game Fable. The video game Fable universe is the same as the comic Fable universe. This is a different Fable. Um Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Fable uh, was one of the coolest games when it came out that first one. Yeah, but like it's 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 ago. like a, it's a detective noir film with uh, you know, the big bad wolf is the sheriff of uh, Fable town. That's What's it called? Cool. Uh, a wolf, the wolf among us. Okay. Yeah, really good game. Short too. It's like eleven hours. Um. At uh. Okay. So <laughs> the box office top ten opening this week at number one. NASA must devise a strategy to return to return Aww. stranded astronauts. Yeah. Yes, Apollo thirteen. Apollo thirteen. Apollo yeah. 13. Yeah, that's a good movie. The daddest dad movie, movie that ever dadded a movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, so goddamn good. Yeah, so good. Yeah, so good. Uh, we haven't done much space stuff as far as like things like that. Like, it's been more legit, butt stuff like, than actual. space stuff. Yeah, the, the right <laughs> stuff and things like that. Yeah, <laughs> the right stuff, the wrong, the right stuff, stuff the space stuff, the butt stuff. <laughs> We'll do a stuff series. Does stuff. <laughs> Double stuffed. <laughs> but no, we haven't done a lot of space. <laughs> Unless you count Star Wars. That's no, that's we were talking about like fantasy. actual space, reality based yeah. space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just interesting, like, oh shit, there are some good movies that we could probably talk about. Because this is a wild this is a wild ass choice to make a movie. I think about that sometimes. I'm like he made a feel-good movie about a huge failure mm-hmm. and was able to, like, literally rebrand that as a huge success. It's like, wow, we, we kept them alive. <laughs> that was the thing. Like, I'm waiting for somebody to make an Apollo 13 movie out of COVID-19 where it's like, dude, think about how many people would have died. Yeah, right. No, people don't get it. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> that's rough. Yeah. 
But uh, interesting. It's interesting to think about history like that. Like, oh, that was a disaster. It's like, but it could have been worse. Hey, we we turned a potential Chernobyl into a mere three mile island. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the box office top ten for the week of June thirtieth, nineteen ninety, which nineteen ninety five, which brings us to the character and comic book background. Al, you tell us about stuff. If you uh, can, uh, <laughs> and I, so desire to, I, I shall. And as uh, you're saying, but stuff prefer. <laughs> okay, so Judge Joseph Dredd is a fictional character created by writer John Wagner and artist Carlos Escara, first appearing in the second said the second issue of 2000 AD, a British weekly anthology sci-fi comic. Published by IPC Media, March 5th, 1977. So that was like a British version of Heavy Metal magazine. That it sounds was, right. Yeah. Um, Judge Dredd is the magazine's longest running character, and he got his own title in 1990, Judge Dredd Magazine. <laughs> like Oprah. Yes. <laughs> it just had a D Thank on you. the front. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll sit down. <laughs> um, both magazines are still in publication. Ooh. In the year 2000. <laughs> um, Judge Dredd is a law enforcement and judicial officer in the dystopian future city of Mega City One, which covers most of the east coast of North America. As a street judge, Dredd is empowered to arrest, convict, sentence, and execute criminals. Dredd's first stories to take place in the year 2099, 122 years after the published publication date in 1977. And Dredd comics run in real time. So new stories, 2023 stories, are set in 2145. Huh, interesting. Dredd That's really was cool. Yeah. Um, Dredd was 38 when he first appeared and is 84 in the current comics. Uh, he's huh. been active on active duty for over 60 years. Have wow. they been explaining that in universe? How they're keeping him from retirement? Uh, yeah. I, um, I don't think they addressed it. Uh, there was a rejuvenation treatment introduced in the 2016 story Carousel, uh, which restores an aging dread to his physical prime. So he is in his physical prime. He's not like old man Batman wearing like a mech suit. Right. He he gets rejuvenated from time to time. <laughs> he goes and gets his group back. He's like that billionaire that takes his son's blood. Basically, or Rachel Ghoul. Yeah, that's true. He's got a Lazarus pit. As a uh, let's see. Dread's face is never fully shown in the comics, symbolizing the facelessness of justice. They show his face in this movie, symbolizing how much money they thought they would make from Stallone. In his face. Yeah. Um, I know it's jumping ahead, but uh, in 
the Carl Urban dread, I believe. He never takes his helmet off. No, he does not. Yeah. Um, the judge's signature weapon is the Lawgiver handgun, capable of firing six different rounds. A standard bullet, the heat seeker, the ricochet, the incendiary, the armor piercing, and the high explosive. <laughs> the wazzle. The snug <laughs> got. The wazzle. Yep. <laughs> uh, and the bucka bucka. Uh, well, later comics also depicted a stun shot. Thoreau, you played cyberpunk, right? Yeah. This gun kind of <laughs> reminds me of the gun that talks to you the whole time, where it's like, hey, I'll totally kill those guys for you. Oh, that sounds that's, exciting. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. You mean the, 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 the one with uh, Justin Roiland? Oh, no, 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 no. In, oh, in oh, cyberpunk, the cyberpunk there's gun, that guy. Skippy. Skippy is what that's they call right. it. But it talks to you the whole time. But that's what that makes me think of. Anytime that I saw Dread being like, uh, well, you put on the incendiary gun. Oh, and it's like, absolutely. Like, it's the <laughs> whole time. I was like, fuck, that'd be so much fun to be running around telling your gun what to do. <laughs> like, that's every kid's dream for a gun that, like, Talks to you. Well, that At least was, every American kid's <laughs> dream. <laughs> that I'll be your friend. That should be a kid's story. Oh my god, I should give that to those right wing people making those terrible movies. Well, that was kind of like right before he got canceled. That Justin Roiland uh, video game. It was the just him, gun. him quipping, basically being Morty, Morty the gun. Uh, a buddy of mine played it, and he said it's incredible. The experience because every line is like unique. It was it's a great very, game. Very, very it was dense. a real great game. <laughs> but he, and apparently they recast for the sequel they're gonna make. Obviously, like, well, uh, like I mean, Mario Brothers thing, yeah, best with a gun where you could shoot all the mushrooms. Yeah, <laughs> a little racket. He just walks around, gun. just <laughs> the newest Super yeah. Mario's wild. You can turn into an elephant. Really? Yes, that's cool. Yeah. Does he have a gun, though? <laughs> he shoots stuff out of his trunk. That works. <laughs> that works. I mean, it's like you know. a gun. It's nature's gun. <laughs> Anyways, Al. Speaking of guns, um, the uh, the lawgiver, um, let's see, uh, the rounds can be switched out by voice command. Uh, the movie had a lot more different rounds. The double whammy, uh, a signal flare, grenade, um, there's a built-in computer featuring manual and automatic targeting, and it only allows operation by the designated judge owner. You can play Doom on it. Oh, you can play Doom on anything, man. It's got an integrated circuit in there. It's Doom. Um, Give me six it has weeks. A, it's it it's has basically Doom. Um, it has, like, the... There's an inline sight that shows you what the gun is pointing at from different angles or something. like I don't know. That's cool. Um, it has I mean, a, eh. There are future weapons that do that now, where they have the the optics will show you what the hell it's looking at, even though you're looking down the gun, and it's confusing, I guess, to get used to. I bet, yeah. Because you're like, that's not the end of my gun. That's a corner. What the shit? I love it. I think it's fascinating. It's like Star Trek inspiring stuff. <laughs> but for murder. But for murder and fascism. Yeah. You know? Of course. Like, so they say that the judge's palm print is programmed into the gun's memory. Um, that's how it knows who's holding it. But they seem to always be wearing gloves. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, see, 
it's shooting weapons. Their gloves, though, they're like those uh, latex imprint things. Okay, so it has the palm print. Well, no, no, so, and and then they said so. The, so you can do the the palm pad without taking your glove off. Yeah, yeah but yeah. but then also and you in can the movie, steal your partner's glove. They said every time they pick up the gun, it resamples their DNA. But if they're wearing gloves. Yeah, is it like lancing them? Is it like sticking something through the glove into their hand? Do they have to like spit in the gun before they can use it? Maybe it's a non-invasive DNA testing a sequence. A little, a little <laughs> hand comes sort of out and like plucks a hair. It's a COVID swab. You have to like swab the inside of your sinuses. You know, like, like in the your gun. In the like hospital, they they test your oxygen level just by sticking a little clip on your finger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. A little tongue just comes out and licks your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or or there's like an accessory that just is a butt plug. And it's just constantly... <laughs> it talks you into giving up your DNA sample voluntarily. <laughs> that seems the most dystopian. It's like, hey, if you don't give me your DNA, you won't be able to kill criminals. It needs that voice for some reason in my head, too. It's like a okay, carnival gutty. barker. <laughs> I named uh, him. <laughs> Just imagine petting the gun and talking. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's people that's that do, fun. Brian. That's not that's not science fiction. That's America, baby. <laughs> so, Judge Dredd and his older brother, quotes, brother, uh, Rico Dredd, are cloned from the DNA of Chief Judge Fargo. <laughs> Uh, the founder of the judge system, who was said to have died in the line of duty years before. Uh, he was like a top dog judge, Judge Fargo was, being chief judge at the time. Um, they were named by one of the scientists uh, who chose Dread because it sounded like Dread to inspire fear. <laughs> but I also he, he was like... <laughs> It's like, I shall name them Joseph and Rico. <laughs> yeah. He is trying to start a Puerto Rican dance. Rico, Rico Dread. <laughs> Wait, okay, um, okay, okay. So his last name is Fargo, and they cloned them, and they named them Dread. Yeah, because it sounds cool. They. I don't think they intended them to know about their... Each other. Cloning. So they just were told they were twins? Yeah, they were told their parents died. Well, they weren't told they were twins, but the they movie. had been told their yeah. parents died. And In the comic, did they know that they oh, were right. clone butt, clone, clone twins? <laughs> clone butt. <laughs> Twinsies. I don't... I don't know if they did for I a mean, long time. <laughs> like, I hey, mean, they, you're Joseph Dredd and I'm Rico Dredd. Let's put two and two together. <laughs> Wait, like Die Hard? No relation. Two and two together. Let's see. Uh, uh, so the twins had an artificially accelerated gestation, being born physiologically and mentally as five-year-old children. Oof. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. That sounds okay. terrible. I yeah. mean, I, it's kind of convenient as far as like the child-rearing aspect goes. You got to do less feeding yeah. and. You, 
yeah, yeah, cleaning. First five years, they're just so... Yeah. They might as well be... That's, I mean, sure. if a fascist Relax. government was cloning people, that's probably how they'd do it. They're sure, like, as a parent. Nurses. But as a child, you need those first five years to, like, really, like... Socialize. Get into gear. Yeah, develop and, your child. And, 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 and figure out <laughs> that, like, okay... I guess I got to stand up and shit now. Wait, Fuck. Isn't that isn't that like a parenting book? The first five years. What? Probably. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I like. I'm sure that's that's someone has probably written a hundred parenting books called the first five years. But like, the Judge Dread Society was like, ah, fuck it. Well, I'll just make them cops. <laughs> like no. after five years, <laughs> no, no socialization. Money. No wasting money on birthday parties for someone who's not aware of where they are. Yeah, we'll squeeze these clones out of a tube and slap a gun in their hand, make them kill a puppy, and they'll be ready to serve. Like, Jesus Christ. Just like the simulations. Just like the simulations. Rico. All right, so uh, distinguishing themselves at... (laughs) Distinguishing themselves at the Academy of Law... The Dread Brothers graduated top of their class. Uh, Rico was the valedictorian. <laughs> the Dread Brothers. <laughs> yeah. And Barnum and Bailey. Didn't, was no one suspicious of these twins? One who's Italian and one who's Spanish? Like, Are we related? No. Like, why do you have an accent? And did you have a stroke? <laughs> yes. So Rico did graduate as valedictorian. Um... Joe was salutatorian. Uh, what if first? What second. if so they had to give speeches? What if yeah, our dread's exactly. name was was Rico and they just got mixed up when they were little? He's the evil one. Yeah. Um, as judges, Joe discovers Rico has embraced corruption. Okay, you name a kid Rico. <laughs> yeah. Racketeering. Uh, what, is, what does Rico stand for? It's yeah, racketeering. Right. Uh, oh shit! It Something corruption organization. Ah. Oh, oh Rico. Yeah. Wait, Rico. Rico. Yeah. Rico. Yeah. Racketeering. Yeah. yeah. Inve- racketeering investigations coming on. <laughs> One of those laws that everyone knows because of pop culture, but yeah. What is it? Yeah. Yeah, if, if Trump's going to teach us anything, it's about Rico law. Yeah. Rico. <laughs> anyway, uh, Joe arrests Rico, sentencing him to 20 years hard labor at the penal colony on Titan, among the Saturn. Racketeering influence and corrupt organization investigations. Whoever gets sentenced to soft labor? <laughs> <laughs> Martha Stewart. What you like what is yeah, what is soft labor? Enough. Like hard labor is punching uh license plates and digging ditches, but soft labor is what, like making bottle caps and Yeah, that's true. Now they make, you know, everything from underwear to yeah. knitting. Yeah. Hey, uh, finally well, I withdraw co- I withdraw my joke. Yeah. The cost <laughs> of American labor plummets once you uh imprison large parts of the population. Anyways. Yeah, that thirteenth amendment. Man, dread's such yeah. a dystopian storyline. Nothing like reality. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, returning to Earth after fulfilling his sentence, Rico challenges Joe to a fast draw, but he's no longer used to Earth's gravity, so Rico loses <laughs> and Joe kills him in self-defense. <laughs> Wasn't that the Aaron Burr? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, gravity manipulation. <laughs> I kind of like that, actually, though, as a way to beat your twin. 
Uh, do you think that the the two twins, the one married to Gabby Gifford, and he's our senator. What is his name? Oh, uh, oh Mark Kelly. Mark Kelly. Mark, yeah. yeah, it's Mark Astronaut. and Chris Kelly. You think when the other one came back, he's like, let's arm wrestle. You always beat me. I just, you know, I want to arm wrestle. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. well, they, You've got that earth strength. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one of them aged differently, even though they're twins. Because they use one space. as their, uh, what do they call it, Al, in science? Control. Your control. Thank you, Josh. Um, yeah. Arm wrestling. Twins. <laughs> I want to see Armando Sante arm wrestle Stallone. Over the top. Here we go. Over the top. If he turns his hat around, you're fucked. Uh, other characters. Judge Hershey also appeared in the comics. A chief judge with whom Dredd had a personal relationship based on mutual respect. Um, Fergie in the comics is a fugitive. <laughs> uh, Herman Ferguson... He's a fugitive who lives in the Undercity, uh, the remains of the old U.S. cities covered in a layer of concrete upon which Megacity was built. Fergie is a top dog <laughs> over other outcasts and mutants. You can just put concrete he, over he, New York City. <laughs> <laughs> With and, its varying height building. Yeah. But for it's it's... Let's not forget the that the work Fergie did with the Black Eyed Peas. Yes, yes, that was pivotal. <laughs> Rob Schneider and Will I Am. <laughs> uh, I love, Fergie, I, do love his, I love his lovely lady lumps. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> He's a male gigolo. Um, in the comics, Judge Griffin was an honorable man, uh, the head of the academy before becoming chief judge. He was a mentor to Dredd and personally trained him. In the movie, he was like the chief baddie. Max von uh, Sydow's character? No, uh, that was Fargo. Was oh, so was the other dude. Um, yeah, what was his name? It's something in... Uh, it was... Um... <laughs> in Swedish, or... <laughs> Schneider Weiss. It, not Judge Magruder, that was a lady. Um, <laughs> uh, I know Judge who you mean. Hunter. He was in Gross Point, Blake. That old dude. With Judge the Griffin? Head. Judge Griffin. Yes, there he is. Jurgen Proch now as Judge Griffin. Yeah. Judge oh, Peter yeah. Griffin. Awesome. <laughs> um. And let's see, Chief Judge Fargo, Dredd's DNA father, retired before Dredd's birth. Um, also from the comics, uh, Judge Magruder was, was uh, from the comics. Um, who else? Uh, to, 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 a couple of the other judges. Um, anyway. So, uh, Judge Dredd the comic has been hailed over the years as one of the best satires of American and British culture, with an uncanny ability to predict upcoming trends and events such as mass surveillance, the rise of populist leaders, and the COVID-19 pandemic. <laughs> Thanks, Judge. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for telling us what a lot of smart people in society have been telling us. 
In 2011, the media website IGN ranked Judge Dredd 35th in the top 100 comic books of all time. Really? That's really high. Not exactly a lightweight. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm surprised I never picked up any Judge Dredd because uh, I became aware of um, the character before this movie came out. Um, But it never, like, where I did most of my comic book shopping was at Bookman's, and I never found a, a Judge Dredd comic there. Um, and I never saw this movie until I think just now. Same. Yeah, but, we were talking about that. I had thought I'd seen it in the '90s, but I don't know if I really did. No, you saw Demolition Man. Oh right. my god! Yeah. I uh, see. I had never seen Demolition Man. I'm pretty sure. I I think before we saw it. Because I had seen Dread dozens of times. I've seen this movie mm. so many fucking times oh. as a kid. Wow. But but Demolition Man, I wasn't super familiar with. Um, yeah, it's interesting. This movie's not good. It like but. Josh and I were talking off air about how it this and Demolition Man got so mixed up in our memories that they might as well totally. have been one movie. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure I saw Demolition Man as a kid because of that. Because I thought they were. I thought the three seashells was in this movie for years. Uh, Taco right. Bell is every oh, restaurant. Taco Bell, the, Taco Bell, the yeah. fast food wars. I mean, it all kind of lines up. Yeah, it's a it's not a Mandela effect because both exist, but it's your brain. Just... When when did Demolition Man come out? That was after. That was this, prior right? to this. That was prior to this. How the and Demolition Man was miss, a hit. <laughs> how did he miss so hard? On the satire aspect in this movie. Well, we'll get there. That's a lot. Okay. A lot of the production kind of explains all like, that. I, I would expect Stallone to be like, this is just like Demolition Man. It's going to be great. But uh, there's none of that in him, in his performance, at least, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, we'll, not to blame him, but like, you'd think he'd be I, like, kind whoa, of is to whoa. blame him. We'll, we'll get, we'll, you know, we'll like, get to that yeah. in the production here. But yeah. No, there, there, was, there was a lot going on that caused it to be the mess it is. Because it would, be, uh, yeah, Carl Urban's is incredible. Because yeah. so it makes good. sense. So good. It's, yeah, it's satire. This yeah. is. Not. Have you seen the raid, Brian? No, it's the raid. Oh, great movie, twenty eleven, I believe. Um, it's a like an Indonesian movie. Um, it's basically the same as Dread. There's a tower. They got to get to. The oh, top. it's the mega city thing. Yes, I have seen that. I saw it years ago. Um, yes. Yeah, really good movie, but um, yeah, a lot of people said Dread was ripping it off, but they were kind of in production simultaneously, so it was kind of parallel thinking. Anyways, it's an ants bugs life situation all over again. Yeah. Anyways, ow, <laughs> comics. Uh, I believe that was all we need to know. Good, good, good. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Al. So, um, that does bring us to the production, um, as we were saying. So, all right, this movie started its life as a uh, script by uh, William Wisher Jr. and uh, Stephen uh, E. DeSouza. Um, so, um, William Wisher Jr. Uh, was a screenwriter on The Terminator, Terminator 2. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, after this, he went on to write uh, 13th Warrior, 
Uh, live free or die hard. But um, and Stephen DeSouza uh, was the writer behind Forty Eight Hours, The Running Man, Die Hard, um, Hudson Hawk. So they wrote a really dark kind of true to the source material um hard 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 r screenplay um they uh uh then producer Edward Pressman who was the producer on this um brought in uh, several writers to rewrite it, including Wallen Green, Renee Balser, Michael S. Uh, Chamuchin, and uh, Michael DeLuca. Um, they're all, for the most part, just working Hollywood writers. They wrote it like Michael DeLuca wrote The Mask, Freddy's Dead, In the Mouth of Madness, Last Man Standing. Um, Michael DeLuca sleeps with the fishes. He does. Uh, um, there were a number of directors in uh, contention to direct this, including Rennie Harlan, Richard Donner, Richard Stanley, who uh, we talked about, Richard Stanley, the director of The Island of Dr. Moreau. Um, and, of course, Richard Donner, who directed the Superman movies, Rennie Harlan, who's fucking Rennie Harlan. <laughs> um, but they eventually settled on Danny Cannon. Now, prior to this, Danny Cannon's... Sorry, uh, the Cohen brothers turned this down. Yes. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people turned this down. Um, but anyways, Danny Cannon, prior to this, his... Um, most prominent film was uh, The Young Americans, starring Harvey Keitel, um, which is a pretty <coughs> gritty uh, story about a DEA agent who goes to London to capture a gangster. Um, that's a, I, I've heard good things about it. I've never seen it. But um, they brought him on this because they wanted him to bring the same kind of really uh, uh, hard-nosed, gritty... Uh, dark tone to it that the young Americans had. And as we said, that was what the original uh, screenplay, it was dark, gritty, um, a much, much more dramatic film. Um, This initially, the first offer went to Schwarzenegger, who turned it down. Stallone, uh, came on board um, originally they tried to get Joe Pesci on for the part of Fergie but he said no I mean that would have been great um, who was it I missed Rob Schneider but they tried to get Joe Pesci right okay yeah. um, do you think that this is weird but do you think that Schwarzenegger declined because he was I mean he was taking everything at this point taking more serious stuff more dramatic stuff do you think he declined because he has an Austrian accent and he did not want to oh. be associated with Nazis. This was around the time when he was um, the governor, right? No, no, 95. No, no, 95. That's this was Eraser. Eight and years. True Lies kind governor of. Governor was eight, eight years later. Eight years. 
Okay. Yeah, he this this was like he was the biggest thing in the world, I think. Here, this Twins. was when he was starting to experience his decline. Lies. His this yeah. was yeah. post True Lies when he was starting to experience his film decline. He was starting to not hit every time, mm-hmm. which is what eventually, you know, led to things like uh, what is it, where he fights the devil and crap in the late nineties. Oh 90s. yeah. The, oh god, I forget what that one was. Yeah, but yeah, he was he was trying weird stuff, but I I think that him being in this role would have been a little too on the nose with the Nazi similarities. Yeah, yeah, his, his voice he would have struggled, I think, to not be associated with fascism. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. this would have been a really bad career choice, is what I'm trying to say for Arnold Schwarzenegger. This was a wise thing to skip out on. So, um. Apparently, Danny Cannon and uh, Sylvester Stallone butted heads a lot. Stallone wanted it to have a lighter comedic tone, much like Demolition Man. Um, Danny Cannon was trying to make a hard, hard, dramatic film. And uh, Stallone, of course, being the bigger name and the, being Sylvester Stallone, won out in that. Um, but even after they finished filming, um, Stallone and the studio took the film away from Danny Cannon um, and recut it because it had to be uh, they had to submit it to the uh, MPAA five times to get it down from an NC-17 to an R. Yeah, that's so rough too because the NC-17 <laughs> was a movie killer. Yeah, but then, then Stallone and uh, the studio further cut it down to try to get it to a PG-13, which they didn't no. quite get oh. to. But we've got, that was what was released. It was the soft R on the edge of a PG-13 version that from sucks. an NC-17. So that's why this movie is kind of such a big mess. The director and the writers uh, had a very different idea for the film than Stallone and the producers did. Well, and it's not just like they're cutting gore out. They're cutting context out for the gore. Yeah, a lot of it. Like, I'm sure that's because that's part of those ratings is like you can show injured people, but you have to. It's like the it's the context in how they get hurt. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, exactly. Like, changes. And there's like, not like there's not a lot of like people just being killed on screen. There's a lot of him like judging people and he, like shoots. And then we cut to his face and he says a one liner. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I and I think those are probably sequences that they were able to keep in. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's what a weird. Yeah. Thing to... And that's, yeah, that's, that's why this is such a, and they did like a lot of like, um, uh, uh, ADR to make it lighter, more humorous things like where they say on the corner of Abbott and Costello. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was jarring. So Burns and Allen was another intersection. Yeah. They're, they're, they're trying very hard to make it a, comedy. Still, Stallone's trying to write jokes in his fucking trailer. Coming, I think we should name one of these streets after some comedians. It'll be great. I'm like, dog, no. <laughs> yeah, that's what held over in this dystopian future because it would be centuries now yeah. at this point right. that Avin Costello were dead. It's he, like TikToker names would be more likely on screen. Oh, God, you're so right. They, they even cut out the film's climax which was dread killing all the clone judges because um, they thought it was uh, it was it was too violent. Oh yeah, they just kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's 
That's that's the, hilarious. Yeah, that is the big. That's where this movie's weird mishmash of tones and kind of just messiness comes from. Because it's a messy, sloppy, slapdash thing. And it's R nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. They never got to that PG thirteen. So it does. Yeah. Um. So of course, yes, it stars Sylvester Stallone, who we've talked about many, many times. Um. Uh, I didn't realize that his speech impediment comes from complications during his birth. They uh, really the doctors oh, had I feel to terrible use, now. The doctors had to use the cloning. Um, a, two pairs of forceps, and they severed a nerve in his jaw. Which wow. is why he, uh, yeah, which is Holy why shit. he talks Big like dog. that. And which is why he was, he was apparently bullied mercilessly in school for it, which led to him taking up uh, weightlifting. And wow. a little guy, too. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like Henry Rollins, same kind of thing. Somebody's like, here, pick this up, and your life will be forever changed. <laughs> and in this, Judge Dredd has these huge Frankenstein, like, lift. Heels. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he needs them, man. <laughs> I think Diane Lane is his height. Yeah, Stallone yeah. is not a tall man. <laughs> yeah. He's he's almost as wide as he is tall, though. Yeah. He's, he's a big dude. He was in tons of movies I loved from my childhood. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's oh, yeah. Stallone. He's, he's all, incredible. He's yeah. he's incredible. Like, I don't want to say that he's not a great and, actor. And I've but. never heard he's like a big asshole or anything. Like, I have I have no beef with Sly. He's all good for me, yeah. as far as I'm, I'm concerned. Yeah. wear yeah. a chinchilla coat like nobody's. <laughs> yeah. Um, Armand Asante stars as Rico. <laughs> this isn't our... just uh, let him use his real name. Sorry. This isn't our... First Stallone movie, is it? Oh, no, Guardians. Demolition Man, Demolition. Guardians. Um, that's right, Guardians. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Armand, Armand Asante. This is our first Armand Asante movie, though. I'm pretty I believe sure. Believe it is. Yes. Um, uh, I'm looking real fast I- through his uh his uh, filmography, and I don't see anything we've done previously. It's fascinating that Armand Asante came and went. He's not the kind of guy, like, seeing him, I'm like, how the fuck did he just, like, disappear into obscurity almost? Meanwhile, Andy Garcia is still working. Yeah. You know, not to say that Armand Asante is a better actor than Andy Garcia. It's just he's so striking looking. Yeah, you know? and, I mean, he got to start his first film was The Lords of Flatbush. Yeah. Which with he Stallone. was in with Stallone and yeah. and Fonzie. Um, That's right. And Fonzie. The wink, I, the wink man. I showed a picture of the uh, Lords of Flatbush um, cast to Jude and asked, "So who? So who are who are these uh, cousins of Fonzie? What's their names?" Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah. So Armand Asante, uh, Private Benjamin. Um, God, I feel like he was in serious movies. I'm not seeing him. Okay. He he was a huge name. Yeah, he he was. He got equal billing to Stallone in this, right? Yeah. Um, Let's see. The Mambo Kings, Hoffa. uh, Gotti. That was the television film. Yeah. 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 Let's see. He did the voice for The Road to El Dorado. Um, In the 2000s. It is not in a lot that we've heard of. Oh, He's in a lot. Just, just not, not, the, not that we've heard of. of. The dude worked, but not in a lot yeah. of movies we've seen. 
In 2008, he was in a movie called Shark Swarm, which is not related to Sharknado. But, um, I mean, you get enough shark swarms in a region, and then the sharknadoes are increasing yeah. in intensity. Yeah, it's a so, high-pressure system, like, yeah. so the heat is pushing up. Against yeah, the and then it just and maximizes the sharks, the sharks yeah. in your sharknado. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, the pre- yeah, they're pressurized is what it is. And then the perfect storm, and then it's just <laughs> shark apocalypse. It's just shark for days, buddy. Um, in 2015, he was in... Two move well, he was in five movies in 2015, but two of them were Sicilian Vampire. Two Sicilian Vampire movies. No, no, one Sicilian Vampire movie and one called Kids vs. Monsters. Uh, are those CGI movies that he's doing? Voice no, no, those for? are live action movies in which he appeared on screen. Oh, baby, we got to do those. Are they Sicilian made? <laughs> the Sicilian Vampire? Sicilian what? Vampire also stars James Caan, Daryl Hannah, and Paul Servio, and Robert Loggia. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Loge. The Sicilian Vampire. What the uh, shit? Um, uh, garlic is very uh, popular yeah, in that region. That's, that's rough, man. Yeah, no pasta for you. Like... Oh, no, nothing. No pesto. No, no Sicilian sunsets. No. no uh, oh, yeah, oh, my God. Being, so many things. If you took garlic being, out of my equation. Just being trapped in Sicily as a vampire is terrible. Now I'm thinking yeah, about it. I'm like, that's true. Fuck, man. That's like the, being the a vampire in space. Rock. The, the blood probably tastes awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just coursing yeah. with garlic. Or is it That's good? That's a lot of spicy meatball. I mean, it's like spicy at that point, right? You're like, oh, this could kill me. Okay, damn. wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Sicilian Vampire was written and directed by Frank D'Angelo. Frank D'Angelo is a Canadian entrepreneur best known for founding D'Angelo Brands and the Steelback Brewery. He's the host of The Bean Frank Show, a weekly infomercial late night talk show, which aired for 13 seasons. Thoreau, can you add Sicilian Vampire to our list? Oh I'm so curious about this movie. It's D'Angelo got too many people. He sells, they, they produce apple juice and sell it door to door? What? Wait, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> the response is, this is how they funded the Sicilian Vampire movie is by selling apple juice. Frank, I'm talking about Frank D'Angelo, the writer, the writer director of the Sicilian Vampire. Wow. Yeah, he's a restaurant tour. Um, he uh, purchased the naming rights to Steelback Center, which is a home of the the Ontario Hockey League Marie Greyhounds. Steelback was the rival to Nickelback. He <laughs> and it just crushed him. Um. Okay. Wait. 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 He he ran for mayor of Toronto. Um, he he toured Canada oh, Lee, 19- as every Canadian has to. Right. It's like the Israeli military. You, you got to do your time. He toured with, with Gino Vanelli and Mike Reno from Loverboy. This is <laughs> a with a 20, Renaissance man, a twenty-four piece band. <laughs> he was just working for the weekend. 
Yeah, wow. What 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 are the extra 14 pieces in a 24-piece band? <laughs> you only need 10 members of a band to be a fucking giant band. That's the what arcade is, fire effect. Is that an orchestra at a 24-piece band? I would Who, what is this person's name, Thoreau? I feel like we should know their name. Just to play. Frank, Frank D'Angelo. Frank, Frank D'Angelo. Yes, it's Frank D'Angelo, the Canadian juggernaut. Wonder kid. Yeah. Yeah. How is he not the most famous Canadian? He hosts with a one-hour radio show that airs across Canada. <laughs> and he's he made other movies, shirt. including The Red Maple Leaf, The Neighborhood, and The Joke Thief. Huh. Sicilian vampire. Oh, the band is called Steelback? Steelback, yeah. The band is called Steelback. Uh, there's a number. Steelback 2-4. So it really oh, was you. the rival of Nickelback. They, they got <laughs> nailed with a number. Yeah. Some other band was like, sorry, Steelback's taken. <laughs> I like making a screen name. <laughs> there were all those Steelbacks before. Oh, Ooh, God. he was acquitted of sexual assault charges in 2009. All right, let's save all this for the Sicilian vampire episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah is that that's on his resume. He's like, I was acquitted of all of my sexual assault. Right, He's acquitted. Like, He's like, I can still work in Hollywood. Baby. Two days after being acquitted, he was charged with obstruction of justice. Oh, wow. <laughs> We need a, you know what? We don't need a podcast episode. We need a Netflix special on this guy. Wow. I can't believe I've never heard of this guy. This is incredible. Uh, we will do, folks, listeners, we will do anything to not talk about Judge Dredd. We're an hour 15 into the show. Uh, yeah, we got to get to right. Mega City. Yeah. Anyways, Armand Asante. What was in Sicilian Vampire? Yeah, you know, run down the cast, but we don't have to go through yeah, so just career because there's quite a cast. Diane, I was talking about gonna, James yeah. Remar just last night. Yeah, <laughs> Diane Lane is Judge Hershey. Um, <laughs> you think she's a clone? Also, are they all clones? Hmm. I don't no. know. To say in this work, do you think she world. has like a? <laughs> and do they come in pairs? So she's like Hershey, and the other one's like Gardelli. Hershey with almonds. Hershey and Reese. <laughs> yeah. The intersection of yeah. um, Diane Lane. Ooh, I, she was one of those people that always seemed like she was on the verge of becoming a list, but never like really like got like that thing that like like everyone knows I, Diane Lane, but she I, was never like. The I top. think of her as a list. I don't know. I mean, I guess a list isn't right. She never. She kind of. She, was she was never a leading lady actor. in that sense. Yeah, yeah. Even though, so I mean, what she was out? She was Coppola, a bunch of Coppola in the eighties. Coppola yeah, is kind of A-list down period. Sure. Oh, but well, the I Outsiders, know. Rumblefish, Cotton Club, Jack. She's a Mrs. She's Mrs. Josh Brolin. She was, yeah. of course, um, uh, Martha Kent. Yeah, as I say, she paid in the Man of Steel. Kent. Yeah. Um, and the Snyderverse, which is. This Almost over. Uh, I'd say there's about uh, three more days left before Aquaman 2 is out of theaters. Yeah, for real. Did uh, we talk about Batman versus Superman, that all being solved by him just saying, 
he Martha. has my mother kidnapped. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, the that's the that's Lane. the one line that that movie needed. Jeremy and I had that conversation the other day for like an hour. Like, how do they miss just that one piece of exposition to? Because Zack Snyder's a terrible filmmaker. He is, man. I try, yeah. I mean, after Dawn of the Dead, we've all tried and tried, but yeah. he's no Frank D'Angelo, man. Not at all. Yeah, he is no Frank D'Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> Was he ever acquitted of sexual assault charges? I don't think so. Um, and then, yeah, of course, Rob Schneider as Fergie. Uh, you, yeah, we don't Schneider. talk about Rob. We don't, we don't need to Rob talk Schneider. about Rob Schneider. Jurgen Prochnow. Shut up. Jurgen Prochnow as Judge Griffin. Um, he was in Das Boot. Uh, yep. Beverly Hills Cop Two in the Mouth of Madness. English Patient. He's he was a German guy. He plays German guys. Um, Mach, Max von Sydow, who we've spoken about a lot more than Last I feel week. like we should have. Yeah. Last <laughs> week we talked about Max von Sydow on patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. You can listen to our Strange Brew episode. Um, yeah, hosers. Joanna Miles, it's Judge Magruder. <laughs> Magruder. Uh, Judge Magruder. Joanne Miles, best known for uh, The Glass Menagerie. Um, Joan Chen. As Dr. Ilsa Hayden, um, best well, best known to me from Twin Peaks. Yeah, Josie. Patrick. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a fish in the Was percolator. She David Cruz. <laughs> there's a fish in the percolator. Jack man. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, gorgeous. Uh, Balthazar Getty played Cadet Nathan Olmeyer. Um, yeah, Balthazar Getty is in. Lost Highway. Speaking of uh, David Lynch. David Lynch, yeah. yeah. Um, Ian Drury was in there. Um, Musician Ian Drury, yeah. Ian, yes. Musician Ian Drury. Um, um, James Remar. Um, and who's the, the like hillbilly to... Uh, there were several Scott Wilson. They just kept popping up. Yeah. Was he Paw Angel? Yeah, Scott Wilson was Paw Angel. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Uh, and then uh, James Earl Jones <laughs> doing the narration at the beginning That's of the film. It, is that them trying to tie this thing to Star Wars? Because it's oh, a scroll with Darth oh, Vader. I think it's just prestige. Like, so the beginning of Rebel Moon talking about Zack Snyder that's Anthony Hopkins, as far as oh, I know. He's right. not, he's not in any other part, but. Just, Isn't he a robot though, with antlers or something is he? in that movie? Uh, yeah, I don't. I get oh, that's right. Enough. You didn't finish as it. As far yeah, as I, I know, Godzilla's in it. <laughs> I just watched a breakdown of it. I didn't as far as I know, it. I'm the worst. I'll, I just couldn't, man. Yeah, I'm so bum. Like a scroll and then a desert planet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it opens on a desert planet. <laughs> it, there's a it scroll. It does, and she's. She's. I'm not sure if it scrolls, but it is like this. It's on screen, and Anthony Hopkins is talking about it. And then, yeah, I, literally, a senator is mentioned, a king and queen is mentioned, and a band of rebels. Well, is well I mean, he he pitched it to Lucasfilm as a Star Wars film before they turned it down, and he went to Netflix and said, "I'll just take the Star Wars stuff out." Yeah, oh, yeah. he barely did. Mm-hmm. Laser swords and rebels and senators. Yeah. And kings and queens, awesome cantina bands. No, I don't know. They, he's going. He's going to release the director's cut and the sequel next oh, year. Oh well, I heard the director's cut is where they have 
the ability to move things with their minds. So <laughs> yeah, and Martian Manhunters in it. <laughs> uh, uh, so- it's like, let me know when you need my help. I'll be back in three movies. <laughs> <laughs> when you look into a child's eyes, you'll see me. When you look into a... <laughs> so, okay. Your, your mother, Martha, it's me. It's been me all along. <laughs> <laughs> it was always me. Luke, John Jones. I am your mother, Martha. <laughs> I am your Martha, Luke. <laughs> I am your Martha. Um, uh, so the music... Uh, originally- oh, one... One more cast. Sure. Uh, Adrian Barbeau was the, right. the voice oh, of right. the central computer. She was, yeah. Um, what kind of a hole doesn't show Adrian Barbeau though? for real, for real. Uh, for Rob, Josh. So the like, mu- real fast. The music. Um, David Arnold was supposed to score the film. He uh, scored the Young Americans with Danny Cannon, but um, they replaced him with Jerry Goldsmith. <laughs> um, post-production took too long, so Goldsmith dropped out. But he did compose one short piece of music that they used for the film's trailers and advertising campaigns. So they brought in Alvin, Alan Silvestri, oh, uh-huh. who's a great composer. Yeah. Um, Competent. Uh, he had to re-record and rescore vast swaths of the film, though, after it was re-edited by Stallone. <laughs> Um, that's rough, man. They had to take out all the musical numbers. Yeah. So uh, they were like at final cut and then editing again. Yeah. They took the you film. You don't like a... score the movie until it's yeah. a movie. They took the, they, they, they submitted it. It got NC 17. They took it away from the director and Stallone and the studio cut it to shit. Just whittled it down. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. That's wild. Um, the uh, end credit song, Dread Song, is by The Cure. Dread Song? Dread Song. A Cure song, which I had never prior- previously heard. Yeah, I didn't even realize. Wow. Um, the, this, this was, this, they tried to do the whole 90s big movie soundtrack thing. So The Cure, The White Zombie, Left Field, Cocteau Twins, The The, are all on this. Um, Despite the fact that... Uh, the Dread Song by The Cure is titled The Dread Song. It actually explains nothing. <laughs> That's right. It is not about the movie or the character at all. Though I wish Robert Smith was like, Judge Dread. <laughs> He's here to judge you. <laughs> he is the law. <laughs> He's the good clone out of two clones. <laughs> On a Sunday afternoon. Um, interestingly, um, the Manic Street Preachers also recorded a song for the film called Judge Yourself. <laughs> but Judge this. it was the last song uh, written and recorded with guitarist Richie Edwards, who disappeared in 1995 and was never found. Wow. Um, so they they held it and it was never released until 2003 when they put out a uh, like a compilation album. He was taken by a Sicilian vampire. Yeah. Uh, this movie has 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. And while it was not exactly reviewed by Siskel and Ebert, it did make their worst movies of the year episode. For the year's worst movies, including a category we're calling Stupid Superhero. Double whammy. Double whammy. 
continuing our special show on the absolutely, positively worst movies of 1995, our second category of bad films is called Stupid Superheroes. And I really hated Judge Dredd with Sylvester Stallone continuing to destroy his reputation by playing an all-in-one futuristic justice machine, cop, judge, and executioner. And code 3613, the first-degree murder of a street judge. I guess life. Now, Sylvester Stallone can write wonderful scripts. The first two Rocky pictures are proof. But for years now, he's dropped his pen and turned himself into a creature about as human as a cannon, an international fighting machine who says little and presides over explosions. Judge Dredd was just more of the same. You know, I don't care. You know, out there, he gets $20 million yeah, a picture. Yeah, I know he does. What's his reputation worth? Yeah, well, it's worth $20 million a picture, obviously, because that movie was a big hit overseas and it made a lot of money. The problem is that people go to see it and they leave feeling empty because it hasn't done anything for them, for their imagination. They've just passively absorbed explosions and special effects and chases, and after a while it just deadens you. You know, Roger, I never have looked at the camera and talked to an actor. I'm going to break this tradition right now. Okay. I know, Stallone, you probably hate my guts. You think I hate you. I don't hate you. I like your talent. I want you to use it. This isn't what you were put on earth for. You can do this in your sleep, and sometimes it looks like that's exactly what you're doing. That's very inspirational, Gene. I think I'll make a sermon later in this uh, show, too. Okay, and I'll pass the plate, too. If I get inspired. Okay, that's terrific, and we'll sing a hymn together. Oh, I'd love to hear okay. that. Okay, my choice in the stupid superhero category is Tank Girl, which... Whoa. <laughs> okay. So they really had a combative relationship sometimes. That's so funny to see it pop up. Did Stallone have a reputation for coming after critics? I don't know. Because that that's I, what that sounded like to me, where he's like, you think I hate you, but I really don't. I, I like the way that you write, but I, I what's mean, your reputation Gene, worth? Gene and Roger, you know, new filmmakers. They were friendly. They kind of, like, you know, communicated in those circles. If yeah. Not. But so they probably got word about the different actors that were mad at them about stuff. It might have been a behind-the-scenes thing they heard about. Yeah. It's weird. It seems really weird, like right wing talk radio meta, like relationship thing where he's like, I'm using my TV show to talk to you. Like, what? Yeah. Weird, um, Gene is a pretty self, was a pretty self absorbed kind of well, dude. Yeah. Probably just assumed people were hanging on his every word. Yeah, probably. Still, that might have been like, who? Well, because I mean, they affected ticket sales. That's the weird mm -hmm. thing about oh, absolutely, Hebert. Like, yeah, I mean, we, they helped to legitimize movie critics in that way. We we can joke about them today because they were so important back then. It's weird. Yeah. So, well, all right, that's it, guys. Are we ready to jump into the movie? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, guess. Let's, uh, let's blow this. Send down. in the clones. <laughs> <laughs> Those laughy daffy. Isn't it rich? Here we go. This is Judge Dredd. We open with a credit sequence of of comic books. Which is cool. Yeah. But like also They're... tonally, Judge Dredd wasn't like a comic booky comic book in like the sense of like Spidey or, you know, yeah, X-Men or something. It is that like swamp thing. They did that as well. 
but it's it's neat to embrace the source material because that to me that's all it is is them like hugging it being like see look where we came I think from. while also fundamentally misunderstanding it because this was oh. a dark adult like dystopian <laughs> like anti-fascist kind of thing that they completely missed They're like comic books colorful having fun yeah i get what you mean so but then we get a voiceover by james earl jones which reads us the text on the screen for anyone who cannot read <laughs> they knew those. they knew their target audience uh <laughs> people who don't want to read i didn't i didn't come here to read <laughs> I came here for justice. <laughs> and to chew bubblegum. <laughs> Recycled bubblegum. <laughs> ABC gum. <laughs> the fruit stripe. Yeah. Oh, fruit stripe's the worst. Yeah. 10 uh, seconds of flavor. Well, and also it's got that weird texture. Like it was bad gum. Yeah. Um, so they explained that in the 21st century, much of Earth became uninhabitable. Uh, some humans managed to survive in the barren, cursed Earth, but the majority of humanity resides in megacities with populations in, with the, in the tens, if not hundreds of millions. Um, it's funny. We see Megacity 1, Megacity 2, and Texas City. Yeah. Uh, and, and Aspen. Aspen. <laughs> and Aspen, which has become which a prison. Is, I know that's Walker's funny. Why did they call why did they rename obviously like New York? Yeah, they could have called it New York City, City California City, San Andreas. They, yeah. Yeah, or they just have other East like Aspen Coast. never changed. Yeah. That yeah. could have been like Millionaire Carcass Mountain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but also we only see America. So I think this is continuing in the long tradition of post-apocalyptic films, wherein we can assume due to lack of other information that the rest of the world's fine. Just America fucked itself. Or yeah. America nuked the rest of the planet is always right. Kind America of assume. All the yeah. That's like Mad Max. It's like America's probably fine. I think we just did the preemptive strike that the Russians were afraid of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they, uh, let's see to combat crime. The traditional justice system has been replaced by judges who combine the roles of police judge, jury, and executioner. Uh, can, can I just say it's fascinating to hear two very educated people, uh, Gene and Siskel, Roger, Gene and Roger mm -hmm. talking about this movie and not once mentioning fascism. Yeah, it was something that kind of like it's just weird. It's weird that thematically they missed the like this thing is supposed to be making fun of fascism, but it's like But it was warm... real light on that. Yeah, it's like warmly embracing it. Yeah. Like even if you didn't read the source material, it's obvious that this missed the mark on but what that, it was trying. But that that was to also do. like that was we were coming out of the 80s. Clinton was a third-way democrat, so we were still yeah. tough on crime. We didn't we didn't necessarily associate that kind of thing with fascism. When you thought of fascism, yeah. you thought of Nazi Germany. And but but like when did uh, when did Starship Troopers come out? 
97, 98, 97, that was shortly after. But, but I mean, like similar themes of like, you know, discipline and, uh, Order is the way that we can s- survive as humanity. But, but that was an auteur who had a specific vision and who, yeah. was, who was from Europe, who, who, That's true. Understood, who understood fascism in a different way than 80s and 90s Americans did. That's yeah, true. Verhoeven, yeah. he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Verhoeven is. Who gets it? Yeah. Fucking. I, I, yeah. Verhoeven is a. You're right. Is, an, is an, in some ways an unrecognized. Genius. But and and less less a commentary on the movie itself and more just on Gene and Roger missing that huge part of the theme. I don't know. It's just I don't think the movie was successful in illustrating that enough. Yeah. No, and maybe the NC seventeen version was. It's, maybe, yeah. but like it was somehow light on the fascism, despite being about judge, jury, and execution. The, yeah. Let, let's be clear. This version is. The Schneider cut. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It it just kind of moves right past it. It's so weird. It's just weird. Yeah. I mean, the little cabal of people just look like any other evil board meeting type. Exactly. Situation. Exactly. Um, so <clears throat> we cut to Mega City One, the year's 2139. A group of released prisoners from Aspen <laughs> arrive. We, <laughs> to hit the slopes. Yeah. We meet uh Fergie, who's a hacker. <laughs> and we know he's a hacker through because he says so, and throughout the film he's seen next to machinery holding wires. Yep. <laughs> it looks like cargo shorts are back in fashion in 2099. Yes. Finally. Fashion is cyclical, I guess. <laughs> um he uh yeah, he gets assigned to live in some building that's in the bad part of town. There's a block but it's war. Called he- it's called Heavenly Haven. <laughs> yes. There's a block war going on. Um the uh he gets he gets in with the bad crowd immediately. Uh there judges arrive. We meet first year judge Barbara Hershey. Um, and, uh, she's got a, a brand new rookie with her. They initially are Wait, her first name was Barbara. Yeah. Barbara Hershey. So What's like the, the character? Act- yes. The actor Barbara Hershey. The, okay. Yes. The character's name was Barbara Hershey. Like the but, actor. Whoa. Yeah. I'm surprised Gene didn't mention that or, or Roger. They actually. never said her first name in it. They just called her Hershey, but yeah. Okay. But yeah. Hershey. Sweet. Yes. There's Hershey, Dread, Fargo, Fergie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The names in this. I know. I guess all the good ones are taken. Uh, So, yeah. uh, Then Judge Joseph Dread arrives and they just kill everybody. Hey, Joe, where are you going with that gun in your hand? (laughs) To dispense justice. The talking gun in your hand. (laughs) Uh, Um, so yeah, after the block wars all settled down, uh, Dread finds Fergie inside the uh, the food robot, and so he arrests him for destruction of property and sentences him to five years back in Aspen. <laughs> God, I would love to be imprisoned in Aspen. Yeah. Here comes the, here comes the story of Fergie. <laughs> <laughs> 
and his first sentence was only six months. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It was pretty exactly. harsh. It was. Right. But he was on parole. So I guess he violated his <laughs> parole. He tells him, uh, Dredd tells him he could, uh, that jumping out of the window would have been legal. Yeah. Like that would have been suicide, but it also would have been legal. Yeah. <laughs> we realized it was dumb to make suicide illegal. <laughs> Uh, uh, we cut to the council of judges. <laughs> elves. Uh, they discuss the issue of uh, rising violent crime. Judge Griffin <laughs> wants to make even minor crimes punishable by death, but Chief Justice Fargo <laughs> says, "No, no, no!" <laughs> thank goodness, Fargo. Thank yeah, thank God, Max von Sydow's here. Saul Grossman. His name was Fargo. Yeah. Um, we watch a news report by reporter Vardis Hammond. <laughs> it's critical of Judge Dredd. Then Fargo has a little talk with Dredd about all the killing. <laughs> he says, Dredd says it was necessary. There's like good enough for me. So he assigns oh Dredd to teach a batch of new recruits about ethics. <laughs> Stealing office supplies. Not cool. Uh, <laughs> um, we cut to Aspen Prison. We meet Rico Suave. <laughs> yeah. He's in a Magneto oh. tube thing. <laughs> yeah, he's got a Magneto <laughs> The uh, old like he, magneto tube. Like he's so dangerous, we have to keep him somewhere that he can escape pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no walls. Yeah. Not <laughs> like not walled. And I mean, let's be honest, Rico Dread is not half as cool as Armanda Sante. Yeah. <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> Just let him use his name. They should have named him Fred Dread or something <laughs> Fred stupid. Dredd. Fred Dread. <laughs> so Vince Vaughn. Freddie Dread. <laughs> It's another I'm Santa the Claus movie. brother. <laughs> yeah. Mom always loved you, miss. Um, they should have started a bakery together. Dread. Dread bread. Dread bread. Dread bread. And Rico. I shouldn't have started this sentence. <laughs> <laughs> no, but or or, or is, is his name or, Ricardo Dread? Rico. Oh, I guess maybe Ricardo Dread. Yeah, maybe. Ricardo. Joseph and Ricardo. <laughs> yeah. Ricardo. The Duke. Cousins. They should have started. A, they should have started a reggae band <laughs> instead of all this violence. Um, so yeah, uh, he in Mega City, Mega City. Judge Griffin sends Rico a. Which one of them plays the steel drums, though? <laughs> all of them. Haven't you seen a reggae band? Yeah, it's only steel drums. <laughs> Maracas. Um, yeah, so Rico uh, escapes with the help of Judge Griffin, who sends him a secret gun and a, a secret and, gun and a publicity still of the reporter. <laughs> uh, uh, we come. This movie's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um. We cut back to Mega City One, where Dredd is teaching his new recruits. 
ethics by showing them guns and non-working flying motorcycles. See, this is the thing. Like, this movie is, it's there. It's in the arena. It's ready to talk about fascism. And it's like, yeah, so uh, ethics. Boom. Guns. Yep. Like, it's so weird. Also, what, what the fuck is happening? In this I just want to point out that this motor, this flying motorcycle is, it never works, right? It's a new model and it doesn't, they have so many flying cars and motorcycles around outside. Why is this one having problems that they government right. con? It was a government contract for the lowest bidder. That's why. Yeah. I was going to say somehow the cops are still underfunded. Despite yeah. being in charge of everything. Well, they spend all the money on fucking gold detail yeah. on their uniforms. Yes. Giant gold gear. shoulder pads. Like, why would chains. I have brass on my uniform when I could use gold? <laughs> Yeah, uh, nice to know we're still hung up on that. Yeah. Um, the way things look. <laughs> yeah. Shiny rocks and shiny so, metals. Uh, ultimately, this scene where he starts talking about guns when he's supposed to be teaching ethics, literally, they didn't understand. Like, this scene serves no purpose. No, except to show that the cadets love him. <laughs> yes, that's it. Because they spent 20 minutes with him. Which is so and weird because it doesn't pay off in the in the courtroom scene. Is that a courtroom or is that a tribunal? I mean, it does I because the, call that. yeah, it does because the the recruits cheer. Before they're, they're like sad when he goes to prison. Yeah, and shit. like what? That's the this, setup. This scene also sets up. Uh, he explains uh, when judges retire mm. that they yeah. have to go to the uh, the cursed earth and uh, or cursed earth. Um, and give law to the lawless, which is a real like. Okay, well, I'm not going to retire then. <laughs> right. no. it's a real Logan's Run type. Yeah. Get real, it gets lose, real Joe lose. Joe Biden on the drug the the judge force. Like, so no <laughs> dental. Yeah, <laughs> like senior so, citizens still driving. They're like, I'm so not going you back to the DMV. They'll take my license. You retire, and then you have to keep doing the same thing in a worse environment. In a worse environment. I mean, that's kind of America. You retire, and then you have to get a oh, part-time yes. job to supplement your Social Security at a fast food place. Yeah, is sure. the cursed earth just a Walmart, and you're just a greeter? Oh. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I agree. Um, so, but then um, in the co-ed locker room, he and Hershey, without a trace of chemistry... Or emotion flirts sexlessly. <laughs> this is such an interesting thing from the nineties. The the coed locker room. We the sexless coed locker we room. We assumed in the future there'd be so little sexism that we'd just have coed locker rooms and no one would yeah. care. Yeah. It's like, oh writing dude, device. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. Hell no, not in a police force. Yeah. I mean, maybe on a police force. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. Um, so also we learned that one time he had a friend. One friend. Named Rico Dread, and he never put two and two together. <laughs> that all he could he was the only one that could see him. He was Rico Snuffleupagus. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and he, what was it? He, he fell in love with corruption. What was the, the description of this movie? Oh yeah. The, uh, he was made he into a super criminal. He like embraced despite... corruption or something yeah. like that. That's how the, <laughs> how they described it. 
They put too much chili pepper in his. <laughs> oh no, he's the perfect criminal. Like that's very subjective. I get the perfect cop. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, what kind of crime? He's good at any kind of. He's crime. like, I love justice so much. I like crime now. Like, I mean, what? I mean, he's how the, could this happen? He's the wasp alone. The wad judge dread. Yeah, the wad dread. Um. So yeah, that Rico then returns to Mega City One, hidden in a body bag. How long did he have to stay completely still, holding his breath? <laughs> <laughs> I always love that kind of thing. Uh, um, he goes to he goes to he, a, a, he used the he used the grease man approach too, the like inside man grease man strategy, which is like put yourself in a box and let him wheel you inside. Yeah. Yes, I like, did. That's so much dedication Sorry, for a one-man man operation. <laughs> what if they just put him somewhere? What if he just gets stored? You know, it's, like, a, it's, it's a dead a, body from Aspen. Who cares? Yeah, I'm shocked the they take the bodies back it. to Mega City One at all. I th- thought they just dump them in the wasteland. Yeah, yeah. Like, just in, drop them from an death. airplane or incinerate them or something. <laughs> yeah, there are incinerators. Yeah, but it's like I vastly misunderstood how we handle our corpses. <laughs> <laughs> the la- the laws are vague. Yeah, it turns out they're just mailing their clothes back to New York. <laughs> He's like, now I'm now I had to pretend to be dead while they undressed me. <laughs> I buried an empty box. Uh, they moved the headstones, but they didn't move the box. <laughs> we had a funeral for a bird. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways he goes to a pawn shop where uh he gets sent his uniform and his gun um and he kills the pawn guy i i love the setup of like yeah and if a judge touches it it'll listen to him like oh, oh okay cool 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 perfect that's why we're here it's just so we're just running. We're moving. He's got an. He needs a robot, man. Get this man a get, robot. Get this man a robot. <laughs> <laughs> that. Uh, fucking robot. Yeah. Like this is the first thing he does. We don't see him get off of a train. He's just like it walks into a pawn shop. Ding ding. I'm here to get a robot and a gun. <laughs> <laughs> you come to the right place, son. Like. Uh. Yeah. So he gets his robot and his gun. Um, then, uh, we, uh, cut back to the home of the reporter who's discussing with his wife, who I assume is on loan from like murder. She wrote or something. (laughs) These two are in a different movie. They're in a totally different movie. And why? Is this what are they telling this? this this? Yeah. What purpose does this serve? Who? Like, that's a squirrel water skiing. <laughs> it's like, what kind of news? And the, you know, like well, this just in your life sucks. The, and and we have this fascist government right. with an independent media somehow exactly. buying newspapers. What? Who's buying and selling newspapers and why? Yeah, who cares when the cops can show up and shoot you for fucking double parking? Right, minor offenses. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Like for a law, for a for a, a an effective 
legal system, it's not very effective if people are still getting shot for double parking and shit. Well, but and you're you're an, an, a reporter and you're going to expose the corruption. Yeah, well, exposing corruption is against the law. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right, I judge you. Like you said, who lets them operate? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they. Uh, he has a what story. A scoop. He has a story that could bring down the council. And then they, who? I don't know. Yeah. Like you guys just said, they're like they're the fascists. people are already who's above them, right? Yeah, the, like well, and popular the, uprising is not going to happen. No, because the people already have automatic weapons and are rioting in the streets, and they're unable to do anything about the judges. Yeah, and there's nobody higher than this cabal. Yeah. yeah, so it's like they don't have bosses. Yeah, no one's going to bring Weird. them down. Um, so anyways he gets murdered by a guy that's dressed as judge dread is it armand desante it is i think so okay it's, yeah. it's armand desante well and his name is rico dread yeah so of course and they would such- but they they would share dna yes but also approximate so, same height also i just sylvester stallone is so shocked to find out he has a brother when his best friend rico dread i know yes I, it sounds like else it sounds like in the comics it was that way too in the in the comics they grew up together they knew each other as brothers i think but in the movie i don't think see his badge just said rico it didn't say dread like Judge Dredd's badge said Dredd. <laughs> so like share. He's like, yeah. I, I just like, want I just want Rico. I, I just yeah. go by Rico. So, yeah, he was just Rico. And and Judge Rico, Dredd Rico. is like Sonny Bono. Then, <laughs> Rico, who's Rico. like he's like, No, I'll keep my last name. I don't want to just be Sonny. That's weird. <laughs> People will just call me John. John. So the, I, my last name Joseph. is Dredd. So their, their variety yeah. show then was Joseph Dredd and Rico. <laughs> it's Sonny Bono. What kind of it's dance fair. do you think they opened the show with? <laughs> do you think there was like tassels? Well, Armand DeSanti 100% was wearing an evening gown. <laughs> <laughs> with a, a visual, silk nighty. A, a visible erection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you guys it's seen all that? Ethics. <laughs> have you guys seen that thing where they were talking about there was a, I can't remember what movie it was, but Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Had a nude scene, but they uh, they had to use a stump penis because his he, William Defoe's penis was <laughs> quote confusingly large. He is supposed to be hung daddy, confusingly like large. That, uh, confusingly <laughs> body of evidence. Maybe I can't remember. Uh, the thing with Madonna. Yeah. Or when he was Jesus, when they hung him to the cross, <laughs> oh. they're like, we oh, got to get a big leaf or something. I don't know, man. Yikes. But I just love that. Like, they get him naked on set and they're like, nope, we can't do this. Well, <laughs> put your pants back on. Yeah. Do you have a concealed carry permit Every, for that? Everybody is like sweating, just like, oh my Jesus. Just like we were afraid oh. the audience wouldn't believe us. <laughs> right. They would have thought it, it was just grotesque. It rose up and looked me right in the face. It's like eating peanuts out of a bag. It's like feeding them. <laughs> it was prehensile. Eating peanuts out of a bag. Oh, God. Anyways. Um, Dread gets arrested for the murder. They put him on trial and he gets Hershey to 
be his lawyer. Uh, Hershey, All right, I'm back. Hershey and her uh, her law partner Kiss. Hershey and Kiss. <laughs> Hershey and Kiss together again. Uh, so but anyways, he gets convicted anyways because they've got the DNA bullets. Um, the yeah. bullets that take their DNA. Every time they pull the trigger, it injects their DNA into the bullet. <laughs> it has its own little lab in the handle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, af- after he's to save dread, Fargo agrees to step down as chief justice. Um, and for his last request, ask the council to spare Dredd's life because it is it is tradition for them to honor the last command of the uh, chief justice. So I have a question about the gun and the DNA, because, of course, I do. So it checks your DNA every time you pull the trigger, right? It's like, yep. oh, this is the DNA that I use. I don't know why I'm so excited. But... <laughs> it's all 23 and me. <laughs> but also, like a normal gun, doesn't it have a serial number and like a rifling that is specific only to that gun? I don't know. I, just like, like the news outlets, like I feel like even though it's very fastix, the bureaucracy has been wiped away. Sort yeah. Of. yeah. I know people's identities are on that card, but like, you know, now that there are no social benefits and, uh, you know, like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think this was Dred's gun. It was Rico, Rico's gun. Right. Right. Yeah. I got, yeah. It was Rico's yeah gun. No, yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you're saying. Absolutely. Like I, that to me just seems like that's like an open and shut. Like, well, did you guys check the rifling on the, bullet did you check the last time Fred's gun no, no, no. shot? <laughs> yeah yes exactly that's There's the that. thing but the rifling on uh dread's gun would be the same as the rifling on uh rico's gun. rico's oh because yeah. their dna like, is the same no 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 uh not exactly the same that that's because their dna is the same that's how they pinned it on joe yeah. uh but uh ballistics you can tell what type of gun it came from, but not which you specific. can't link it to a, to a serial number. Serial number. Yes. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. That's fair. All right. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it'd be like if your car could shoot, <laughs> you'd have a VIN, but <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so anyways, they, that's a great point. Your yeah. car can, I, I know more about cars than guns. That's fair. <laughs> be like, it's a Toyota I Corolla, but we don't know which one. Yeah. The Corolla Sherman. Like why? I can't believe nobody's invented the shooting car. Well, I mean, it, we did. It's called a tank, isn't it? Oh, it's called <laughs> a drive-by. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's I love right. Josh. It's new idea. The shooting <laughs> car. Ford Panzer. Yeah. <laughs> Ford <Exactly>. Panzer. <laughs> the Toyota Desert Eagle. <laughs> so, or just the north of Grumman pickup truck. I mean, let's yeah. be real. Like, if if war ends, we're gonna start getting these cars on the road, baby. <laughs> so anyways uh to yeah fargo steps down his last request he asks him to save dread so dread instead of being sentenced to death is sentenced to aspen <laughs> while fargo has to go out on his long walk into the uh, you know the the desert <laughs> so this just remember this distance aspen to new york city 
yeah, what is that like a fifteen hundred miles, something like that? At least yeah. it's a ways. Yeah, we'll get there. Well, right. They don't get that far. Well, no. they get pretty far uh, in an airplane. I mean, do they? <laughs> I mean, they get apparently they get out of they get out of New York City at least it's into like the desert. DC apparently, universe. they don't make it past New Jersey because because <laughs> of the new tolls on the New Jersey yeah. Turnpike. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, they send him out and, and yes, yeah, uh, um, uh, what's his face? Um, Max von Sydow does look really cool in like a long duster holding a big Yeah, he does, man. He does, He he should have been the hero of this movie. Fuck yeah. Um, anyway. Um, back before he leaves, uh, they, they do mention something, something Janus project. Yeah, uh, Griffin and Fargo are talking about it. They'll say that the, not not in depth, but the Janus project will become public and will be ruined or something. I don't well, know by, I, who. by who. Yeah, uh, the G- reporter. That's probably the dirt. The press. I'm sure it is, but like Josh is saying, who's going to stop them? Yeah. Even if they get bad press, like, do you think Hitler? I mean, he had Goebbels, but like, oh, I hate that review. Like, what's like, yeah, <laughs> like public sentiment? They don't. Public sentiment does not matter. No. If they had set up like, some sort of outlets? like ruling elite of like like a corporatocracy that like could hold the judges accountable simply by being rich or something, that would have been something. But they there right. was nothing. If they were a board of trustees or something, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Judge Griffin becomes Chief Justice. Um, and he, uh, uh, instructs, I, I'm a little unclear on the exact timeline at this point, but he instructs Rico to cause chaos in the city with the help of, uh, of, uh, <laughs> Joni Chen. And Fido, the war bot. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, its name is Fido, right? He calls it Fido later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And later, this is a good time to say, but like he's hiding. The robot is hiding, and then pops up and is like, "Ha ha!" Like, why does the robot need to hide? Just stand there. He's like for the drama, posing. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) So somebody covered him with like shredded paper. Now stay still. (laughs) Now when I say pop up, be a robot. Surprise. Look, Fido didn't. Fido didn't go to the robot school of the fine arts <laughs> and learn acting to not be dramatic. To, yeah, to, to not dramatic. To not use his miming robot. skills. <laughs> um, <Ta-da! laughs> so dread. Robots don't need the element of surprise. <laughs> so dread uh, is being transported to Aspen on an airship. He gets seated next to Fergie. Um, but then the, uh, ship gets, uh, shot down by the angel gang, a family of cannibalistic scavengers and bandits. Uh, they were also in the comics. I forgot to mention them. Oh, that's cool. At least. Um, who's the one, uh, the mean machine angel. He was the, the one with the cyborgish one. Mm, Yeah. Um, I, I think in the, the first story featuring the Angel family, they were all killed, <laughs> but he was brought back later because he was a popular character. 
Cyborgish. Cyborgish. Yeah, that's my favorite. Um, I do. I did like one moment in the between uh, Stallone, uh, between Dread and Fergie, where Dread says that he was wrongfully convicted, and Fergie's like, "Oh yeah, I know how that feels," and then. Dread says the law doesn't make mistakes. Okay, then why are you here? Yeah, exactly. No, no, you could see his brain <laughs> melting. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they fight, the they escape and fight the cannibals. Um, a squ- <laughs> Those fine young cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> they drive him crazy. <laughs> um. A uh, squad of judges um, get to the cave. They're uh, going to kill the survivors. Uh, then, uh, But Fargo arrives in time to save Dredd's life. Uh, mean Machine do, comes up behind the, Fargo. They're, they're cannibals. Why, why wouldn't they just eat the well-cooked bodies in the plane? I mean, they're not prepared. <laughs> That's yeah, true. They've got to marinate. There's a dry get, rub they want to put on. Hard to get the taste of jet fuel out, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The way white people season dead people, it's just no. They have to coax them into Mayonnaise. submission uh, for the meat to taste better. Yeah, exactly. It's like Pennywise. <laughs> That's right. Um yeah. your fear. So yeah, Mean Machine mortally wounds Fargo. Uh, dying Fargo reveals that Dread and Rico are the result of uh, the Janus Project, an experiment in genetic engineering intended to create the perfect drudge. Why didn't he bring that up during the trial? I don't. Because... That would have saved both of them a lot of trouble. No, no, because if the Janus Project came out officially, it would ruin the judges. Somehow. Yeah, I guess they just have to shoot more people. um, And they don't want that, clearly. Yeah, exactly. It's very unclear. How this would hurt the judges in any way? Are they all clones, or is it just Rico? It was and just Dredd? it was just Dread and Rico. They scrapped the project because Rico embraced corruption, cur- embraced suave. No, he was made to be the perfect criminal. But, but also, he's like, I got a brother, and it's like, well, that's a real loose interpretation of the science, <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> Aren't we all brothers? In a way, yeah. Um, so, anyways, um, they go through some kind of tube, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, he, uh, believing that Griffin is going to reactivate the Janus project, Fargo urges Dread to stop him. Meanwhile, back in Mega City One, Rico is having <laughs> judges assassinated, it's Burning Man by like. <laughs> putting bombs on all of their vehicles who's doing and that walkers who's doing that is he personally doing that is he sending the robot neither seems like he's got, like is he sneakily running up to the motorcycles and putting the bomb on and running away he's very busy <laughs> he's a busy guy rico this, it was kind of montagey but it should have had like a this is the life plane and him like like ha, 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 and like smoking cigars <laughs> I blame young cemetery. Yeah, totally. Uh, um. So, uh, Griffin 
uh, wants to create an army of judges from his own DNA. Uh, (laughs) Mostly because he wants to make out with himself. Yeah. Convinces the uh, judges to unlock the uh, Janus file. They do. And then Griffin has them all killed. Um, There. Yeah. This is the point where (laughs) Joni Chen is like shows up and she's a scientist but also she's like well i guess i'll just be evil i'm i mean i'm gonna help shoot other people might as well because at first she's like he's crazy (laughs) but i'm still gonna shoot innocent people because science yeah exactly uh so dread and fergie sneak back into the city first through the fire tube that, that this is where That's we. That's what I call my butt. Yeah, this is where we dump we dump our waste fire <laughs> to the desert. <laughs> All that excess fire we don't need. Yeah. Uh, um, they uh, meet up with Hershey, who also uh, found the Janus project because Balthazar Getty <laughs> noticed that a picture was photoshopped. Um. <laughs> Like, it was all CGI, except for the baby. <laughs> it would have been so... So, yeah, they just they took the rest out, the, the, the family in the background, and it was just a baby sitting on a lab table. <laughs> yeah. Spinning. <laughs> oh, no, the baby was Dancing spinning. to Uga Chaka. <laughs> like it's on Allie McPeel. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so uh, they go to the Statue of Liberty, where the Janus Laboratories are hidden in the head of the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Which is still up. Yeah. Well, I think Why? it was below the head, but that's beside the point. Yeah, it was it in was the Statue in of Liberty. In the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> like, like, my eyes are up here. It was in the, it was in the feet. That's, that's where you do science. Yeah, that's one of those things that, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, at least give me one line as to why you did it. In the like, statue. we used it because the copper is helpful to keep out solar radiation or something. It's closed to the Nobody public; they'll it. never find it. Anything like right? Like, it's just super cool. We thought we would do it in the head of a fucking giant statue because, uh, you know, Flare. it's the future, and we can. And the city's Even that, yeah. And the city's inside, yet we still have. Like right? buildings with roofs and like I don't know. Yeah. Well, they I, also I, I have see... underground New York City because they just poured concrete over the top. Yeah. Why would you use the the statue? I just as like I get it. It looks cool. It's a cool location to have fights in. That's why X Men and a other couple other movies did it. You know, like. But dumb. Just and, dumb. Well, and okay, so as I I wanted to mention like the score a bit, like the Alvin Alan Silvestri score, which is. I don't know. I have to assume he just made it work as best he could is really uplifting and like soaring and like, like triumphant all the time when terrible, terrible things are happening. It is so, (laughs) it is so discordant with the action. So I, I'm hung up on so many parts of this movie, but the editing, right. Taking it from NC 17 to attempting a PG 13. They didn't make it. Our good guy does violence. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think that the good guy doing violence was the thing that they cut a lot of? Because 
maybe that would have been corresponding with Horner's. He's a good guy. I mean, maybe, I don't know. They, they like, because you're right about the score. It doesn't fit. No, not at all. Something is missing to make it fit. Yeah, it's it's so weird. I like, but also, I mean, I know like a lot of what they took out was like heavy, heavy violence, people's skulls being ripped apart by bullets, like in slow motion, very, uh, uh, um, what's, uh, uh, Hong Kong, like, yeah, slow motion stuff. What's his face? Uh, who did face off? Um, Ang, Ang Lee. Oh, An- what is that guy's name? Not, no, um, not Ang Lee. No. The, anyway. but yeah, so, but, um, yeah, anyways, so, uh, they encounter the robot who uh, wounds Fergie and captures Judge Dredd and Hershey. Rico uses his own DNA as the template for Janus and then <laughs> has the clones. They can get the clones ready in one day. In one day, they can be out there judging. <laughs> Some real, real, like, wasp bullshit. <laughs> day one, they're already judging everybody. <laughs> um, he uh, commands the uh, robot to kill Griffin. Uh, but That was another part that was cut out. Like, they showed him being torn limb from limb I yeah. think yeah absolutely absolutely um but then uh Fergie rides in on the back of the robot as uh Dredd and uh Hershey are gonna be killed uh then Dredd fights Rico while Hershey fights the assistant because ladies gotta fight ladies <laughs> 100% that's why Joan Chen was in this movie because they needed a lady, lady. For, yep. <laughs> for Hershey to fight. <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, yeah, they fight. Uh, Rico activates his clones, but they don't stop Dread. <laughs> they kind of just leave the movie. Yeah. Uh, it ends up destroying the Jan- Janus laboratory. Dread chases Rico to the top of the Statue of Liberty, and they have their final big fight. And then Rico falls from the head of the Statue of Liberty to his death. How many and movies? How many movies have we seen fights on the Statue of Liberty on? Uh, uh, X several X Men, uh, No Way Home, um. There's got to be There's others. More. Owls muted. Dang. Home Alone 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah there's uh, gotta be Babe 2, Pig in the City. Yeah. Planet yeah. of the Apes. Ghostbusters 2, kind of. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's yeah. walking. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so um, All of those yeah. more enjoyable than Judge Dredd. So if you want to watch Judge Dredd, watch Ghostbusters 2 instead. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so having recorded the entire event, the city's con- the supercomputer central broadcasts it to the city and everyone cheers Dredd. The remaining judges asshole back. Yeah. ask Dredd to become the new chief justice. 
but he refuses because he's a street judge. And so despite not having slept for about 48 hours, he puts his armor on and goes directly to work. Boy, he's such a loose cannon. Uh, credits roll to the cure. And he rides into the sunset? Yeah, oh, and kisses Hershey. Let's not forget that he kisses Hershey because... Oh, oh, no, no, she kissed him. Right, because there's a... She's the Hershey. There's the most unchemistry romance I've ever seen in my life. This is the most yeah. shoehorned in romance in any movie ever. Uh, that's it's it. not a romance. It's a personal relationship built on mutual respect. <laughs> Ethics. Uh, you're the only girl I know. <laughs> exactly. I respect that. I've had one friend. And it turns out he was. It turns out he friend. was my clone brother. <laughs> I know one and woman. Does, does that even count as a friend? I right. guess if it's a clone. Talk brother. about the difference between an appropriate joke and an inappropriate joke. Ethics. <laughs> <sighs> I don't. Unanswered questions. I don't know. This movie was so bad. Ah. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's nothing um, else to say. Like I mentioned before, the the Cure's explainer song didn't help at all. Didn't help at all. You've let us down, Robert Smith, for the last (laughs) time. (laughs) It wasn't a bad song. No, it wasn't a bad song. No, no. Their Crow song was better, though. Yeah. (laughs) It was. I know. I just like Crow song. The Crow song, the Dread song. I'm pretty sure they had one in like a, like a, uh, what you call it? The 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 uh, spawn. <laughs> pretty sure they had one oh. in spawn also. Like the Lord. cure were the go-to for all of these bad, like like yeah. kind of vaguely dark or futuristic soundtracks. Yeah, I feel like people thought they were darker than they were. Oh, absolutely. Very dark. (laughs) They were sort of. They had two really dark albums, and the rest were all kind of like, boys don't cry. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the makeup, I guess. Yeah. Friday. I'm in love. Though, still, I mean, I saw them live once, and they were awesome. I love the cure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, unanswered questions? (laughs) No. (laughs) I love the cure. Yeah. Good for what ails you. It's. <sighs> All right. No, that, no questions, no comments. We that, got it done. Good for us. Yeah. Then that brings yeah. that that closes the door on Judge Dread, which means next week we are going to be watching the the spiritual brother to Judge Dread, Ghost World. <laughs> oh, I love oh. that picture. Yeah, I'm, ha- I'm excited to watch it. I just am excited for the opening sequence. John Pei John Ho, here we go. Oh, yeah. yeah. I fucking love that music Hell so yeah. much. Yeah, we... Uh, I like Terry's wag off. Yeah, th- this run of films that we decided, because, again, we cut out... that We made some, some definite decisions about ones we were not going to do. Um, <laughs> is really interesting. So, yeah, Ghost World coming up next week. It is a comic book movie. Very, very much a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Almost an exact adaptation in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's exactly a Daniel Close comic. Yeah. So that's next week here on Harmless Phosphorescence. Until then, 
Thanks for hanging out with us. This has been your host, Thoreau Smiley, and I'm going to go get back to work because I'm a street podcaster. <laughs> I'm Josh Cece, and you're all invited to my robot surprise party. I'm Brian Lesh, and I judge Judge Dredd to be a really bad movie. To the charge of being Alaric Weber, I am judged guilty. <laughs> we'll see you next time, everyone. Bye. Bye. Uh...